Hey, welcome back to the Americhicks with Kim Munson, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree. Let's have a conversation. Thrilled to have in studio with me Dr. Thomas Cranawitter. We're going to be talking about a classic liberal education. And uh, before we do that, though, U.S. Constitution Week up in Grand Lake is one of the sponsors of Vino and Veritas. And uh, and you're going to kick it off. It is it is such a who you know one of the beautiful things about Vino and Veritas we, we're we're meeting all kinds of wonderful people and and we're drinking wine and reading the Federalist Papers but we're also partnering with all these incredible organizations and businesses like Jason McBride and Presidential Wealth Management and also the whole team up in Grand Lake Colorado I I, I think there are still people who don't know this Grand Lake Colorado puts on. Well, according to their own literature, the premier, and it is true, the premier Constitution Week, uh, September 17th, is Constitution Day. That was the day that the Constitutional Convention concluded their work, and that's the Mm -hmm. date in Article 7 of the Constitution, Mm -hmm. September 17th. Well, in Grand Lake, rather than celebrate Constitution Day, they do it for an entire week. They bring in scholars speakers, researchers. Uh, I've been one of them. I've been speaking there now. I think this is going to be my seventh year, I want to say, uh, speaking at the Grand Lake Constitution Week. But they also add in, it's not just academic and historical and constitutional. They have they have world-class uh, international barbecue competitions. They have live music. They have fireworks over the lake. And, and here's the, one of the best things about it. Grand Lake is beautiful all the time, but in the middle of September, all the the leaves are changing, right? Fall is just coming. It is, it is so beautiful up there and you get to hang out with fun people. It's, it's incredible. Uh, people, in fact, I've been teasing my friend Tom Goodfellow because they have the, uh, one of the longest, uh, uh, website addresses that it's so hard for people to remember, but I'm going to throw it out there. It is, uh. If, oh, no. It's GrandLakeConstitutionWeek.com. Isn't there a U.S. in there? Grand Lake. Oh, U- GrandLakeUSConstitutionWeek.com. There you go. There so you go. GrandLakeUSConstitutionWeek.com. So you're going to be kicking it off on September 16th. That's right. And I'm going to be finishing it up as introducing the keynote speaker. Okay. Uh, and that is Kevin Sorbo. Ah. Who is... Uh, Hercules, right? Hercules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so he is a, a, a conservative... In Hollywood. <laughs> and so it's going to be fascinating. And so that is U.S. Constitution Week. Uh, and again, that's going to be September 16th through September 21st up in Grand Lake. And it is spectacular. The other thing is, is Tom Goodfellow and that team, it's it's truly amazing, is can, the Kansas City Barbecue Association yeah. is going to be up there. And many of their members, they're going to have a competition. Yeah, And so good food, beautiful. I mean, just it's gorgeous. A, it's, and God is showing off. There. Oh, yeah. And uh, great speakers. So go to uh, GrandLakeUSConstitutionWeek.com and get more information. Okay, Dr. Thomas Cranwitter, we have this piece that we are just pushing out today that uh, you uh, are sharing. So go to AmeriChicks.com, and the title is The Urgent Need for Classical Liberal Arts Education. And... uh, those two words, classical and liberal, explain that. Well, the, 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 there's actually a little bit of a, of a contradiction there uh, in a couple of ways. Uh, one is, first of all, the word liberal has two very distinct meanings. Uh, one is in the modern sense that really emerged out of the New Deal. 
uh, Franklin Roosevelt kind of rebranded or recoined the word liberal. And, and what, what Roosevelt meant by it was liberality or generosity, the willingness to give. And, of course, what that means in, in modern American political terms is giving other people's money. So right, going and voting for programs that uh, where the government takes money from taxpayers and then distributes to others. That's what it means to be a, a New Deal liberal in the United States today. Uh, there's an older term, liberal, which goes back to the 17th and 18th century, the Enlightenment era thinkers such as John Locke, Adam Smith, most of the American founders considered themselves liberals in that Enlightenment era. But even that is somewhat different than classical or ancient political thought or political philosophy. In this regard, ancient thinkers, uh, take the ancient Greeks, Plato, Aristotle, they made the argument that the goal of politics, the goal of a political community, a regime, its ultimate purpose is to cultivate virtue in the citizens, among the citizens. Enlightenment-era liberalism, Lockean liberalism, Adam Smith liberalism, they argued that the highest goal of the regime was liberty, was individual freedom. And, and those two things are not exactly the same thing. In fact, when we look back at ancient Greek regimes, they're quite illiberal by modern Enlightenment standards. Uh, think of a regime like ancient Sparta. I mean, every aspect of life really was governed and regulated and commanded. Uh, there was no such thing as individual rights, individual freedom, individual, individual choice about anything. And they argued, well, that's because the purpose here is to cultivate virtue. So we need to control many areas of life. So those two terms, classical and, and, and liberal, are not exactly the same thing. Uh, but there emerged in the medieval period, the Renaissance period, a kind of education that combined these things together, uh, elements of classical thought. So there was this resurgence in the, the, the Renaissance period of looking at the Greeks, looking at the Romans, this classical literature, and then sort of fusing it together with Enlightenment-era uh, literature and philosophy that came along. So in a way, that's what classical uh, liberal education is. It's, it's studying the great books of the Western tradi tradition that stretches from the Greeks through the Romans uh, through more modern kinds of thinkers. Okay, so the word virtue and liberty, I hadn't really thought about this because uh, virtue, maybe in Sparta, mm -hmm. virtue might mean, you know, being um, strong in battle or... Yes. So there could be different definitions of virtue. Y yes. And then you see Madison, they talk about a virtuous society. Yes. And then I think that uh, for a while, um, Christianity got the rap of defining what virtue yes. is in other people. And, and I, I actually push, push back on that a bit because um, I, I, I think that it comes down more to in individuals. Well, let me, let me fill in some of the gaps there. So what you said is true. And in the, in the ancient world, the ancient Greeks, for example, they used the power of law, the power of government, to uh, heavily influence how people lived for the sake of promoting virtue. In the more modern Christian era, in the early Christian era, the power of government and the power of church, they were connected. They were synonymous. They were the same thing. Rome originally was both the church, right, the Catholic church, 
and it was the government, and it had an army. And the problem there when uh, uh, early Christians were using government power to promote Christian virtue, the the, the Christian version of virtue, what that often led to was religious persecution, right? That if if you're not a Christian or you're not the right kind of Christian, uh, you need to be punished. And that led to all kinds of terrible wars of religion Mm -hmm. in Europe. The founders come along, the American founders, and they say, we do want virtuous citizens, yes, but it's not going to be the job of the government, it's not going to be law and police and judges, right, and and courts that are making people virtuous. That's going to be in the private realm. That's the separation of church and state, the rightful separation. Uh, the, the the founders talk about the importance of churches and, and family life and mm-hmm. education and everything in the private realm should cultivate a, a morally decent and virtuous citizenry. But that's not going to be the job of the government and certainly not the job of the national government. And that's why they put such a value on education. We need to go to break, Dr. Cranowitter. When we come back, there's so many things I want to ask you about. Um, Yeah, so let's go to break and uh, we'll continue this conversation. Hey, welcome back to the Americans with Kim Munson, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left, agree or disagree. Thrilled to have in studio with me, Dr. Thomas Cranawitter. We're talking about, about classical liberal education. And you made the case we talked about virtue, liberty, and it seems like um, people like to make sure other people are virtuous uh, according to their definition. And you see throughout history how government has been used uh, to make that happen, you mentioned the Catholic Church. You know, Christianity, uh, when it converged with government, there was big danger in that, and that's why the founders, you know, pushed back on that. And I, I would submit to you that that is different than the actual uh, uh, gospel message of of Christ, um, because he's a pretty freedom freedom guy. He's like, you can choose to reject me, you can choose to you know believe in me. It's it's up to you. We're not going to force you. But then you mentioned virtue and government. And what I see now with the progressive, regressive left, if you will, the radicals that have taken over the Democrat Party, this Democrat Party is no longer the party of JFK. Uh, and, and so what has happened is, is now there's this virtue of uh, emissions, how many emissions you admit and uh, how much, you know. Well, let me, let me put it in, in sort of big, a big scope. Okay. Uh, the whole movement towards mandatory universal education, which which stretches back to the beginning of the progressive era, going all the way back to the 1870s, 1880s. That whole movement is really rooted in the ancient idea of using government power to to craft the kind of souls, the kind of character, the kind of virtue that those in charge of the government want to have. Um, John Dewey, the really the, the, the kind of mastermind godfather of the modern education movement, he was very clear about this, that this is, should be the purpose of education. He, he said he was quite frank about this. It has almost nothing to do with reading and writing and arithmetic and things like that. Education is all about creating the kind of attitudes and personalities and demeanors, the character of the citizens. And from his point of view, what we want is kind of good, squishy socialists. That's, that should be the purpose of education to produce those kind of people. And in his mind, that is virtue, right? Being, being a good socialist, a devoted socialist, 
is virtuous. That's how he would define that. And in a way, that's what we have today. That's that's mainly what public education has begun has become, and that's the source of of certain uh, sectors of people pushing back. They want something different. That's that's where we get the movement for you know education reform, choice, charter schools, voucher programs, all of these things. Uh, the piece that you mentioned that we produced here just recently on liberal education came out of one of our many partners with uh, Vino and Veritas is the group of folks at Ascent Classical Academies. They have one in Douglas County, and they're looking to open a new school up in northern mm-hmm. Colorado. And uh, they've partnered with us. They're, they're advertising, marketing through Vino, Vino and Veritas for their new school. In fact, if people are interested, I, I have their website. Um, it's NOCO, N-O-C-O, which stands for Northern Colorado. Okay. NOCO.ascentclassical.org. And people can find out about the new Ascent uh, Classical Academy they want to open in Northern Colorado. They're public but schools. They're, they're, they're charter schools, which mm-hmm. is a public school. Mm-hmm. But their real focus is on classical liberal education, which is strikingly different from typical public education. And it's, it's different in that... Uh, classical liberal education is really focused on the question of how to live, how to live well. Uh, Its roots are in, in, in the ancient world uh, where free people think of, think of the Athenian democracy. It truly was a democracy in the sense that citizens showed up in person and decided the political questions of the day, whether it was a trial uh, sometimes famously, like trying Socrates, right, for crimes against the community, um, or it was questions on legislation, and these, the citizens themselves sat, deliberated, argued, debated, and then took votes. And this gave the Greeks this idea of, well, these citizen legislators, they need to know about living and living well, the arts of being a free person, which is which is how that term art uh, it gets inserted into the classical liberal arts education, the mm-hmm. arts of being a free person. And we have moved so far away from that generally in our public education. The founders thought that education was important. And actually, the regular people, the merchants, the farmers, uh, they were very well educated. As we're reading the Federalist Papers, everyday people were reading this and understanding it. Yeah, and think of, you know, in the Federalist Papers, you have all these historical references to Europe, to Rome, to ancient, right, Greek histories, and yet ordinary people in the United States in the 1780s, uh, they were at least familiar enough with that history that they could talk and debate and discuss these things. Uh, Today, you know, I mean, you can just watch some of the late-night comedy shows, talk shows, right? And they'll walk around, ask people basic questions like what century the Civil War was. And Americans don't know these things. Like what color was George Washington's white horse? (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Remember that one? Um, As as we look at what has happened to public education in America today. Uh, it's it's no longer, and, and I'm generalizing, I mean, there's some really great public education teachers out there, so I'm looking at this macro from a macro level. Um, there, It's come down to force, and that is really the question that we have on the table, is well, freedom well, versus force, I think. I, I, I think that's right, and let me put my finger on something very specific. I mean, you're right, in... You one will find many good, serious teachers, talented teachers in public schools. 
the difference is um, within the realm of public education, you will find this assumption, this dogmatic assumption, a, a prejudice really, that there is no moral truth. There is no right way to live, that it's that everything regarding the choices we make really is just a matter of perspective. It's a matter of culture. Uh, that kind of relativism is is the framework. It is the paradigm of modern public education. Classical liberal arts, reaching back to the ancient thinkers, offers something different. It says, no, look, there is a thing called human nature, and we can know things about human beings that, that's not dependent on your culture or your perspective. We can, we can know, for example, that it's better to have friends than not to have friends. That is a universal human truth, right, that cuts across time and space and skin color and language barriers. Human beings are happier beings when they have friends, and they're pretty lonely when they have not a friend in the world. And you can build upon that. You can analyze human nature and understand what's good for human beings, what's not, and then, and then the habits of life, the choices that you can make that lead to a better, happier way of living. That's what classical education offers, it's something that's completely missing from the whole framework of modern education, where basically modern education says uh, regarding the most important questions like, what kind of person should I be? <laughs> how, should, right? how should I live? How should I live? They say, ah, that's up to you. That's just a matter of perspective. It's entirely up to you. Tom, I and I think that, that, that we're seeing that play out now in, in our society. As I did the, the promo, uh, for this show, I said, uh, are we a cut flower society now? Do we have roots or do we not? Uh, and I, I submit to you that much of the prosperity that we have is because those before us uh, were, um, you know, steeped in a foundation. And when we are in relativism, it's sand. And and we see this uh, in society now that, that there's no no real truth. Well, there is real truth. And that's why we must continue to push for these classical liberal uh, arts educations. And that's why Ascent Classical Academies, they have had to really fight Boulder. The, the Boulder School District would not let them come in. Right. And uh, and we have to ask why we I think uh, surveys show that 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 the Americans still really like freedom. And uh, it's been masked what has been happening in pu- public education, what's been happening in government. Uh, I think that the veil is off. What's happening with Vino and Veritas, people are empowered. And I love it. So we're just about out of time. Your final thought. <laughs> well, you're, you're absolutely right about that. I mean, look, uh, it comes down to the question of is freedom good? Is it good and worth defending? Is it right? Is it true? And telling young students there is no truth, that's not a way to preserve freedom. Uh, we are out there part of the effort to make the case why it's actually, there is truth and freedom is truly good and it's worth preserving. And that's what we're all about. So speakeasyideas.com, right? Speakeasy. That's where people can find me, speakeasyideas.com.